This is Shayna. And Chris. And we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. Mm. Well done, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. All right. This week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have monosexism. Monosexism. That's when pre-pro goes into actual pro. I cannot. Monosexism. Tell the people. (laughs) It is a belief that monosexuality, either exclusive heterosexuality and or homosexuality is superior to or more legitimate than a bisexual or other non-monosexual orientation. Uh, So it's essentially another word for biphobia, which is my sentence. (laughs) It it pretty much is long definition for something. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, My sentence is monosexism, also known as biphobia, refers to a prejudice against bisexuality specifically, while it describes a view of the superiority of heterosexuality and homosexuality. It is not the same as heterosexism or homosexism, which are views that include each's superiority to the other. So a lot there, but essentially another word for biphobia is monosexism. This is like the person who tries to make it not sound like it's biphobic, but they stop and they're like, I'm a monosexist. This is very literally biphobic still. Mm. Like the monosexist. And somebody's in the back like, that's just another word biphobia. Yep. Yep. That's all it is. (laughs) So... All right. Wow. There's a theme developing here. What's there's your, a uh, clear theme, there's a theme. that's happening here because uh, my Corbin Dictionary word of the week is a hashtag. It is hashtag bi week. Bi week. So annually from September 16th to the 23rd, which this episode will fall smack dab in the middle of, you can join GLAD, the Bisexual Resource Center, and Still Bisexual in recognizing the Bisexual Plus community for Bisexual Awareness Week. Pew! Celebration! Yay! Mm -hmm. Um, Culminating in the Celebration of Bisexuality Plus Day, which is on September 23rd. This day was, my sentence is, this day was co-founded by GLAAD. Bisexual Plus Awareness Week seeks to accelerate acceptance of the bi-plus, which means bisexual, pansexual, fluid, no-label, queer, etc. community. Hashtag bi-week draws attention to the experiences while also celebrating the resilience of the bisexual plus community. So happy Yay. Bisexual Awareness Week, happy everybody. Bi happy Bi Week. Celebrate. Starts tomorrow uh, for this since we're recording on yeah, we're recording Wednesday. But Wednesday, when you hear this, still Bi Week. It'll be the 20th. So yeah. speaking into the future of I hope you're celebrating with all your Bi Pride. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all. We really do. Y'all are mm-hmm. the glue. The glue. The glue? I live. Yeah. The glue. This. I'll go with the you glue. Know? Yeah, we'll go with the glue. You know? In other news, oh boy! Uh, before we go on, uh, <laughs> that big, big TV voice. energy. Yep, yep. Big, <laughs> big TV, TV energy. <laughs> energy come through. Uh, U-Haul and cuffing season is upon us. Mm. Is nigh, mm. and for those of you out there, why not use the world's largest LGBTQ plus dating app to find your next queer mate? Mm. Shana, you want to tell us a little more about the fact that we don't have to be involved in this? Because, <laughs> well, that part, that part, because <laughs> because we're taken and we don't. Have yeah, to, I'm sorry, that was disrespectful. It's I I look in pre pro. We were talking about dialing this back. You were like, we don't have to look. They know, they know we don't have to. <laughs> but we are doing this for them. Our single <laughs> so, listeners, we are doing this for you because for you, you get to get out here and do your cuffing season well. Mm-hmm. So 
We wanted to be sure that we could give you something wonderful because you know the Bad Queers is the official podcast of the Her app. So Mm -hmm. we want to give you a wonderful promo code to get Her Premium for seven plus days. That's unlimited swipes. That's changing your location so that you can get your long distance bay. You want to see Mm -hmm. who's in different cities. That's access to our community and our events. Mm -hmm. That's unlimited messaging and seeing who matches you and doing the things. So you can use code BQP, aka Bad Queers Podcast, to get her premium for seven plus days and find you your cuffing bay. Yeah. I mean, and also, there's a lot of y'all out there. There's really legit, legit. a lot of fish in the sea. Legit. Right what? There's so, like eight million people on the app now? Uh, yes. So, it's I mean, it is, it is time. The time is not. The time so. is nigh, but not for Chris and I. So go you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to give her that one, y'all. That was pretty Thank good. Thank so. you. Thank you very <laughs> that much. That was well done. That was off the cuff. That but was make sure cuff. you do use promo code BQP to get her premium. And uh, yeah, see who's around you. Mm-hmm. We'll leave right. the link in our description. And yeah. we'll be posting it on our social media all week. So happy dating. With that, praise Billy Porter. The category is, and we must start off with obviously the L word recap, which I would literally title Queer mm-hmm. Tension. Yeah. Just Queer Tension. And we I just would call build... it Club Messy. Mm, mm. God damn. I was like, mm. only one club, huh? Well, literally, you know, I mean, obviously. obviously. Like that's, <laughs> there, was, there was so much about this episode that was like way too real. Now, mind you, everybody else who listens, you all know that Chris doesn't typically watch this. Chris has now watched two episodes in a row, and I'm so yeah. excited for I you. actually saw last week's episode, too. So look <gasps> at me. Three total. Wow. Three. Yeah. I it's did. because they're honestly doing a really great job this season. Yeah, no, the, honestly... I'm I'll tell you what, I, I'll pout a little bit because I'll be like, eh, I want to watch something else or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I put it on and I tell you what, these episodes, if if nothing else, have been like written very well. Shout out to the writing yeah, and all they're that. Killing like, it. They have been it's really good. It mm-hmm. leads to like actual experiences that we go through of like, hey, post breakup, but we're all still friends and there's yeah. only one queer bar that's for us. So Just we still one. have to be able to go in and navigate the space and be polite. And you're like, do I talk to my ex? Do I not talk to my ex? Do I send them a drink? Do I not? Oh, wait, the next person that I'm crushing on is in here while my ex is here. Yeah. Do I keep it secretive? Do I not? I'm going to go do something really dramatic to <laughs> show my love and the other person leaves and so many entanglements. Everybody's mm-hmm. loving everybody, people. But that finisher... With motherfucking Gigi being like, mm, remember the time that I would tell you if my feelings changed? Yeah. Gigi was prowling like... I have. But, like, Gigi was prowling like before. Like, set it care. up nicely for herself. Gigi's like, obviously, she knew, she knew what was going on with Bet, and like, it just wasn't there. It was just, just gone. Like, it, yeah, Bet was like, pretty much like checked out. And Gigi was like, well, let me make game. sure I backfill <laughs> this <strong>. space. <laughs> Her game so, is strong. And I game is really strong. It. I respect it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gigi mm. was like, nah, mm. nah, Micah. I got this. I got this. <laughs> you stay here. It's okay. I got it. And then Micah uh, having to go through the things with Maribel yeah. and Maribel lighting him up and he just didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Honestly, yeah. but the thing, the thing that I besides the fact that the opening karaoke number was actually very on brand for all three of them, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, whoever came up with that in the writing. Kudos to yeah. you as well. But am I the man? Am I the man? Am I the man? <laughs> Be like, <laughs> obviously, Shane. Yeah. Shane. Shane. You know Shane. this. Ben did her warm up exercises. You're not. Yeah. So <laughs> the part that I'm just 
upset about this. And mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend and I discussed this in length as well, where we were just like, we wanted to appreciate the serenade that Sophie gave Finley. Uh-huh. But you just can't because they're doing everything in their power, like in a really good way, to try and get us to forget that Finley fully fucked up their wedding. In well, the most selfish way. And this. then to sit and come back. Like, what? okay, I'm interested. Should it have been wrecked? I mean, it seems like they like, I know it's like obviously a bit of like TV magic, but it's like, yeah. Maybe they didn't. I they mean, didn't need to be together on it. It uh, should have been wrecked. It should yeah, have obviously been, been wrecked, but it should have, mm-hmm. like, you know, not at the wedding, walking down yeah. the whole aisle no, in front of the whole Certainly not at the wedding. Like, we, not at that. No. Not at the wedding. No, but <laughs> like, <at> yes, <laughs> wrecked pre, yeah, pre getting to that point. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It and is obviously, such a messy triangle. It really is. It's the like, messiest. It is really messy. The so. messiest of triangles, yeah. especially being like bromance to romance. God. And then, like, Finley's timing will be so shitty. Like, obviously, outside of the Indian karaoke moment where, like, mm. Sophie had to, like, hail Mary at that <laughs> point. Sing, 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 sing. <laughs> like, and I was just Sophie like, wow. had to hail Mary, okay? Wow. Like, had to go for it and all that. But it was like, she had just sent the drink over to Danny. Mm-hmm. Her and Danny are sharing a moment, mm-hmm. grabbing hands and all that. Mm-hmm. Finley obviously walks in. Broken again. I was like, God damn, Finley. <laughs> Finley is just like the, I felt for Finley so the much moments. In that moment. <laughs> it's just, I did too. I was like, can't catch a break. But so Sophie had to throw the Hail Mary on that, had to go all out. And like, you know, for me as a, it's karaoke, it's not a musical, but it was still kind of cringy. Um, I had a feeling like as I was like, watching that, I was like, Chris must be hating this right now. I mean, I thought it was, I honestly thought it was cute because <laughs> Sophie didn't want to do it in the first mm-hmm. place. And like, again, had to do it. They had to yeah. do something big. Yeah. And it was a good <laughs> so. flashback to the first season where they did have like that moment where they were actually just like hanging out as bros and they were like, oh, this is my jammy jam. Okay. And now I did, like yeah, I, had that, I didn't have that context, but had put yeah. that together. Like clearly she's singing a song that's like mm-hmm. their, their thing and all yeah, that. In a front post. of Danny. In front I mean, of her fiance. Now that's messy. Like, that <laughs> like, was like, damn, Danny. But yeah. I'm really glad that Danny got that justification where it's like this older, finer woman. Yeah, came to her and was like, yeah. "Let me just stick my." But Gigi get your is purse just and do this betting and there Danny. We go. Like she's pulling a bet on Danny. Like it's just oh, a power man. kind of move with it. Like I, I feel bad for Danny out of all this. I do. Obviously, just I like do. God damn. But she needs something to get her to move on. She needs something <laughs> she, to get. She is the CEO. She she's is doing the CEO. good with yeah. her CEO work, and I. Yeah. But still, I, like, I, I feel like she deserves this win to know that she's still that bitch, you know? Yeah. She's seen Sophie out here falling in love, doing her thing, all of that stuff. Like, she needed a win, too. So even yeah. if this is just... Because sometimes, you know, you have those people that you're not supposed to be with forever. You're supposed to be with for that moment. That's very true. That's very and true. I Gigi is a, a moment person. That's what Gigi Maybe. is. Gigi is this moment to get you to sit and bounce back and remember that you're that bitch and go from there. So let yeah. Gigi be that moment for her and I'm looking forward to the future sex scene that they have please and right exactly that part mm. Mm. so how does this play out with Danny and Bet though because clearly they have like a business relationship and yeah it's Gigi like a mentor or mentee type thing I feel like Bet's gonna plant some seeds because that's what Bet likes to do she likes to just leave seeds everywhere mm-hmm. um of things, I feel like Bet's gonna still feel like she has some ownership over Gigi, and definitely will feel like that she has it over Danny. 
But I don't know. She might get lost in this whole, like, let me pick up this disappearing artist that I've now found. Yeah. And work from there. Maybe this could be... I mean, she left the club for Pippa, so... Could this be the change in Bette Porter? If anybody conquers Bette Porter, it would be Pippa. So... And I don't think that she, I mean, she can't clearly like easily conquer Pippa. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I feel like it might, but I I feel like that's going to get played and probably should. Honestly, honestly, she should. You know that there's, oh my gosh, I've seen so many TikToks about uh, Mm. this episode and like this season really Mm -hmm. and how everybody was sitting there like, is Sophie the Jenny? Is Sophie the Jenny? And then somebody did a really great TikTok about the fact that really that is Jenny. Wow. Yeah. Bet is Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. And you hate to I see mean, it, Bet but is it's real. Destructive. Even in the previous episode with like the, you know, with them going to therapy and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and how she just like, like lashed out where it was like, Yo, you can't sit like, here for two seconds, out. girl. Yeah. Even the God moment damn. where like Angie is like, one, basically asking to see if she would be a, uh, a match, a, a kidney donor match uh, for a biological father. And Bet's like, still clueless as to what she's asking and they're like bet she <laughs> like mike is like bet girl like she wants to know <laughs> All of them really, we're just like she's cool. a donor, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. sit and have you go ahead and say it again right slower. right what did you think slower. of the scene with uh rosie's character and tina and like basically saying like sh- she's gonna be third place where she makes uh tina her first do you think it's like I felt for Tina in that moment because it's just like, well, you're not always going to be third. (laughs) Like you aren't, but you're going to kind of fluctuate between one and two and sometimes three. Yeah. It's it's hard because Bet. I feel like with Rosie's character, because they are so sweet Mm -hmm. and wonderful and lovely, but also just like a bit naive. um, They're trying to figure out their way within this family dynamic. Yeah. I don't think that Tina is doing a great job supporting that or like yeah. holding Bet accountable to not talk to what is what what is what is Rosie's character's name? I have no idea. Okay, well we're just gonna say Rosie. Y'all <laughs> Rosie. know who we are. Um so I think honestly, I think that Tina is the one to blame in this. Yeah. Because while it is hard to navigate, there's no point where Tina has had a side conversation to bet to say, stop fucking talking to her like this. Yeah. Like, you need to yeah. root for your person yeah. at that point where it's like, yes, you have a history and yes, we're going to be a team to co-parent and raise and do all of this. But now you need to be respectful rather than giving excuses for Bet's behavior all the time, which is what people do. They just continue yeah, to give her do. excuses. And that's a real life thing where it's like, if you have this bigger personality person, like, no, yeah. like be respectful. As soon that as she told so her dramatic. that, she was like eating, uh, what was it? When Gigi was like, oh yeah, well, let's leave that to the adults. If yeah. I was Tina, I would have sat there and lit her up, not sat there and been like, okay, like we're going to yeah. go now. Like, no, they did that to my girlfriend and it was like another person that I previously been with. I would let them know. Yeah. That's what you yeah, got to do. Yeah, Tina does you need be to rooting for step your, up and, and say your something person. there. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like, yeah, why Rosie's did character she go the right to, to do that? In hindsight, did Rosie need to be there for that? I mean, support, yeah, but like, I feel like maybe she shouldn't have been in the conversation. I know Angie yeah. invited her, but I don't know. I was yeah. like, that's an interesting one to like have, like have your ex's partner chime in on. 
Yeah. Um, I think I it could have been, if it was like a continuous, obviously TV, and we're going very deep right. into this, but if it had been one of those things where it was going to be a continuous parent mm-hmm. therapy, like family therapy, I was like parent therapy. That's mm-hmm. really kind of what it is. But if it was going to be a continuous family therapy, I probably would have just only had Bet and Tina first yeah. and then slowly brought in Rosie. But, you know, at those times, it's like also Tina's about to get married to Rosie. So, yeah, better sooner than later, I guess. Yeah, One that was. Two. I just felt that was an interesting situation to be put in because yeah. it, it is like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, yeah, bet, <laughs> bet either way, be talking bet crazy to up. Rosie in, I know. in general because it's bet, you know. Bet, and that teaser for next yeah. week where they get to go like kind of like head to head where they just see each other out in public by themselves. I'm mm-hmm. so interested gonna be to great. see how that's going to go great. down. It's going to be great. So interesting. But, but this was great a great episode. episode. I episode. The Micah and Maribel... Uh, sex scene in the episode before the one with the the therapy episode mm-hmm. was hot, and I love how it was written as well. It was a very playful mm-hmm. scene and hot. Um, I liked also their love and basketball references in the latest episode. I knew you so would love funny. that. I, I like, stopped. And I was like, why did they have to give Micah, <laughs> Micah that line though? Just at the end, yeah. where this doesn't just... feel anything like love and basketball. It's like no. <laughs> I, stopped I was like no. what was this deal that we got with love and basketball to make it a comeback I know so funny <laughs> so funny yeah it, again it's so funny when you look back on those movies and you be like yo she really was playing for his heart like mm-hmm. right before his wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that so, so uh, did you I'm sorry off topic because it's yes. love and basketball but so. related <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately because of Steph Curry's like parents are going through a divorce did you see mm-hmm. the meme that showed like the scene from Love and Basketball when like, you know, Omar Epps' character had, you know, already been on his fuck it or whatever. And uh-huh. like his dad, like when he found out his dad wasn't shit, basically. And like they were at a bar. Like, I'll send you the meme, but they had that, and they were meme. saying this is like it. Steph and Steph and Steph's dad, like where it's just like, I don't know. I'll send you the meme. This shit was Please funny. Do. Though. Please do. Yeah, I, need it. I was like, no, that was a perfect parallel with it. So <laughs> the internet uh, is brilliant. The and internet has no is shame. so good. So good. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what happens next week. But this is a good episode. I was like, God damn, they are mm-hmm. all in this club. Also, all of them. All Sherry of them. Jaffe being back is some bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> Shane <laughs> handled herself well. Impressively, um, honestly. Didn't fall for the okie doke and uh-huh. all that. The Sherry is still doke. just as messy as she was. I was like, she got some goddamn nerves showing up, but. And of course, uh, she's dating Tess. But uh, yeah, oh man, Shane is growing up. Shane is growing, is growing up. up. Shane didn't shut down after that projector kept going, kept right on going. So that's good. That's so good, Shane. And so Allison, bad. Tom thought that was interesting. That's good. Oh yeah, how could we almost make it through see. this without talking about Allison, Tom? Which we knew was going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, yeah, I did see that happening. But it's cute. The thing is, it's like it's cute up until now. They've hooked up. And now you know that Alice is going to implode because she's going to go Alice. back to finding her women and doing whatever. He's going to go and like fall all madly in love and she's just going to let him down. And that's going to be the cycle of Alice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're not wrong. Said <laughs> so That is on, on track. Another line I wrote down, Finley is so funny. Finley, when they were, uh, she was outside uh, with Shane, was like, I fed the rats so you don't need to worry about it. And I was like, yeah. Finley. <laughs> Finley. <laughs> 
Finley is so funny. Uh, love Finley. But we'll see what happens next week. Excited yes, we to will. see how this goes and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Next category yeah. is is just a um, mishmash of uh, culture black I don't and think or <laughs> queer culture things and things going kind on. of excellence, but not really going on. That's a good title. That's a good title. So yeah. first, let's work. Uh, let's work backwards and talk about uh, the Met Gala. Let's do the VMAs first because it okay. came on Sunday. Because there's actually not much that. to say about the VMAs. I did see. I mean, the performances I needed to see. The really, <laughs> the that, really, so. the only thing to say about the VMAs are, um, Normani, Tiana Taylor, Tiana Taylor, and Normani with yeah. a Janet Jackson throwback. If y'all did yep. not know, that is yeah. a whole ode mm-hmm. to Janet mm-hmm. and yep. uh, <clears throat> Chloe Bailey. Chloe Bailey. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. I I'm okay with the song. Now the video is great. That that Chloe song. Great. I do like the uh, Ari pressure Ari Linux pressure song a little bit more. It doesn't even have to be head to head. They just came yeah. out on Friday together. Yeah, I do like the song and video for that more. But like really good music out. Very good. good VMA performance debut mm-hmm. performance. Baby like, Beyonce. Congratulations to Lil Nas X. Very good performance, video of the year. Definitely had the video of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, The rest of the show was just kind of whatever. I did watch a good amount of it, and I don't know why. Like, I was like, this is not for me. There was really, like, (laughs) nothing else to see. So that's really all we have to say about the VMAs. Yep. And then the Met Gala was really... A lot going on. Excellence. Yeah. A lot going on. Good, bad, ugly. I mean, Rihanna... Disappointing. I just needed to know your reaction. That was I, uh, oh, <laughs> like yeah. to see. I got it, what was, was going on. I, her, I didn't care. or was it because it was them together? Or uh, you know what? I I I understand why some uh, folks in the Navy don't like ASAP. I don't really care about ASAP uh, mm-hmm. Rocky. Uh, I don't care for his comments, his colorist comments, and things he said before. Um, that was that were colorist and also just about like Black Lives Matter and everything. I don't like him, mm-hmm. but I also like if Rihanna's happy, then who the fuck am I? Like, sure, right. date him. I was more <laughs> so sure, annoyed, date like I, date, date him. him. I don't care. She's a billionaire. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> I was more like I didn't really care for the fit and all that, yeah. and I did feel like he did influence that, because they are their, their little fashion killer uh, mm-hmm. cells the, the throwback to his video that she was in like 10 years ago, so they're, they're a fashionable couple and everything, so um, I got the meaning behind it, didn't really care for it, the theme was like, what, American America classic or whatever, so there was a lot going on mm-hmm. <laughs> on the whole red carpet, didn't care for her outfit though Nah, yeah. didn't care for her outfit. My favorite look was actually Iman's outfit. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was just like spectacular and just yeah. like, you know. Um, best dressed guys, Jeremy Pope and mm. Alton Mason mm. had the best Great choices. Like, yeah, Jeremy Pope is just, whew. Jesus. He's just, and the fact that he's about to be in the Savage by Fenty fashion show. Mm-hmm. Which comes out, I think, well, not this Friday, the, the following it's Friday. It's the 24th. So like 24th or something. Yes. Yeah. Just so. looked at my calendar. Yes. Ooh, cannot wait. Yeah, there's that a couple is, of, there's mm. a lot. I mean, she, you know, recruits well for that. There's a couple mm-hmm. of queer people um, from it. Jonica from uh, the show the 20s is going to be on there. A lot of people for, for the Savage Trinity show. Um, what did you think of AOC <laughs> in the dress? That is 
so heavily talked about, but was it really supposed is to because be. From all, uh, yeah, I feel like that was the whole point. Yeah, of it. was to was be performative. To like, be, was yeah, like to go and get the message. Be. And guess what? <laughs> Somebody, I found um, a post. I wish I could. Um, I'll find it again. I feel like it was on somebody's story and so it's gone now. But mm. somebody posted a thing that was really great on social media. I'm actually going to look and see if it is still up there because I know exactly whose story it's on. Mm-hmm. Very mixed feelings it. about the uh, tax the rich dress. A lot yeah. of people thought it was performative and empty. Obviously, conservatives uh, and right-wingers attacked her. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, one thing's for, first things first. Somebody posted, and I don't know if this is factually accurate or not, but I'm going to say that it is, that there was like a 500% search growth surge Sure. Um, that people like searched for tax the rich. Yeah. And saw what that I looked bet. like. And I'm like, great. And going through and purposely doing that, like people obviously consistently forget that like, hey, AOC does not buy these dresses. Yeah. People just like get her to wear them and then go and do this, whatever. And everybody's always like, yeah, she does. AOC is okay with being taxed as well. Like yeah. there's no like, other politician that's saying this or celebrity. With all the people that should be taxed. And it yeah. was so funny. There including was herself. Literally <laughs> herself. Like, she's literally saying, yes, tax, tax the yes, rich. Tax I us. wouldn't even qualify her as, like, rich rich. She's not, yeah. No. She she will actively be like, yes, if I get to that caliber, like, I'm going to be taxed. Yeah. Like, when she's done doing politics and stuff, girl's going to be making money. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. she's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to be taxed and she's all about it. And being in the room where all of these people should be taxed, like, that's real. And having those conversations and doing all of this, a lot of people called it, like, white feminist actions where it's like it's not saying that she's white it's saying that the way that the feminism was acting was in like a way that like white people would have done it and it's just like yeah Yeah. it's like i think we can call it what it is that is definitely performative but it starts like performative is supposed to start a conversation and go out and like make a whole statement and to understand that it's like hey she's also in like this somewhat uncomfortable position purposely to say like hey guess what I'm literally in the room with a billionaire. And a lot of people are like, oh, like, obviously we always talk about like Jeff Bezos and whatever else. My friend got into uh, Twitter back and forth with this girl who was clearly not with it because then she was like, oh, well, like, does that mean that, you know, Rihanna's a billionaire, so we're going to tax her too? And it's like, yes, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like all, everybody. That's including everyone. I don't think people understand that there there are some billionaires, (laughs) well, I won't speak for the billionaires, but there are some rich people who have no problem with being taxed more and knowing that they should throw in more. Like, maybe that's, I mean, it isn't highlighted enough, but like, even with like somebody like AOC who like their initial like kind of tax the rich, yeah, they're looking at corporations and that should be taxed anyway in the Mm -hmm. ultra rich because the Income inequality is just the largest gap in human history, not American Mm -hmm. history, just human history. So there are some people who are wealthy and rich that have no problem like throwing in or whatever, but it takes things like this and actions like this where while it is literally performative, it's supposed to be performative. Like I didn't understand what people want her to do because it's like, do you want her to be an establishment Democrat that does nothing that mm-hmm. we all know that they don't really do anything? Mm-hmm. Or do you want her to do these things that are like, yeah, it's performative. It's over the top, but like, she can't get these things passed by herself. Like we're supposed to be the ones to kind of like, if it's something we champion, like we all want, uh, we do need to tax the rich and like understand the concept behind it. Like it takes things like this to get the conversation going. It just doesn't happen. And, and that's for, for a reason. Like they they will, 
literally the rich will pay to bury those type of stories. So mm-hmm. for her to go to the one of the biggest fashion events of the year and wear a tax the rich dress, it's supposed it's doing more than you think it does. It really is. Even with the search that as you mentioned, like people looking into it is like the design, yeah. like why she did it. <laughs> so she's giving I, people yeah. the opportunity to gain understanding and realize that this is like a bigger issue yeah. than yeah. like yeah. what people make it out to be. So and it's Go like, AOC. again, she's going Go right AOC. into a space where she's going to be with the people she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So she assumes... She's literally in the room where it happens. All of what comes literally. with it. That's like me going to like a police union club and wearing a shirt that says fuck 12. Like, like right. you, you're, you're, you, you don't know what kind of conversations, what kind of looks she got or how it went for her inside mm-hmm. there. But she still did it. Like yep. it's still, it's, it's something. It's not everything. It's something. Yes. So that's the way I see it. I don't think it solves everything. It's it's just something. Like it it yep. does matter. No one else is doing this. So, you know. We'll take it. I'll take it. We'll I'll take, take it. it. So, you know, good times. Yeah. And I also just like wanna give the final shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross looking like Edna Moats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, that, that she did a whole Instagram too, post. Yeah about it after where she was just like it's Edna approved and I was like thank you yeah and shout out to Lewis Hamilton who bought a table at the Met Gala and invited young uh, or black designers all black designers which is really cool and a nice gesture oh that's awesome I hadn't heard that yeah yeah somebody had um excuse me had made a remark about it saying that had you know Met Gala obviously didn't happen last year because of COVID the height of COVID uh, even though we're still in the height of COVID (laughs) Um, but it didn't happen last year but they were like if it did because of all of the demonstrations like everybody would be wearing black designers whereas Mm -hmm. like now it's kind of back to normal and back to usual so for Lewis Hamilton to like make make it a point to do that I thought that was pretty dope like it's a whole uh, table full of uh, black designers and it was New York Fashion Week earlier or last week. So there was a lot of like Laquan Smith and um, I know Telfar did something like press mm-hmm. release. Like there was a lot of queer fashion brands doing doing a lot of things. So yeah. Shout out to the fashion folks. Like a lot of lot of fashion. A lot of fashion yeah. going on and all that. All right. uh, last thing I did want to bring thing. up is bring it up. versus uh Fat Joe and Ja Rule, which Give warmed my review. little millennial heart. Give um, us your review. How did it I go? I was very I confused <laughs> that I mean, I guess they were like they wanted Ja Rule to do it because I, I really did want it, even though I knew it was never gonna happen, like I did want a Ja Rule versus 50 Cent mm-hmm. because I think we did Ja Rule wrong with how we kind of aban- we did abandon him once 50 Cent came out, and then 50 Cent did the same thing Ja Rule did. He became a singing rapper and all that. So Mm-hmm. Anyways, Ja Rule has nothing but hits. Like I don't this matchup was uneven from the beginning to me. Like Fat Joe obviously has huge hits. Lean back might have charted longer than any of Ja Rule's hits, but like mm-hmm. Ja Rule, it's Ja Rule. Like ja, ja Rule was that nigga for the longest time. Like he had such a run. So um pretty much killed it last night. Um, but the show was honestly ladies' night. And specifically the Ashanti show because Ashanti had to perform her hits with Ja Rule and mm-hmm. she had to perform a couple of hits she had with Fat Joe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like there, there was memes about and, and t- uh, tweets about like Ashanti work working a double shift, which she did. <laughs> Had to like they were like even you know arguing about it and everything, uh, which is cute. They, they, it was a good show because Fat Joe and Ja Rule did entertain. Like it was an actual good show, and you know these verses are now in person too, so they have mm-hmm. to do more of you know a show. Yeah, but shout out also to Vita and Lil Mo who came out. Uh, for put it uh, put it on me, um, and little uh, Remy Ma came out for lean back and a couple other things. Um, so it was cool. It was a really good versus. I mean, it, you know, they they both have hits, but like Ja Rule yeah. like crushed it. Like Ja Rule yeah. just has way more hits than Fat Joe. So it was a good show though. Shout out to Ashanti. It was an Ashanti show again. So and oh shit, <laughs> bearing the lead, Fat Joe brought Nelly out. Um, because they have a show together. And, you know, Nelly and Ashanti used to date. And Nelly had uh, dumped Ashanti oh, yeah. years back. Oh, um, yeah. And he's single. But during, look it up, during, uh, like, after he came out and, like, Ashanti did her thing afterwards, he, she came out after Nelly. Nelly was still on stage. Mm-hmm. And, like, during one of the performances, like, he beelines it across the stage and does the whole, like, and I get a hug kind of thing. I was like, look at this nigga here sli- slithering his way back up uh-huh. to Queen Ashanti. Trying she's to over do here, the like, whole give me a hug thing. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Nelly looks so good funny. though too. I forget Nelly's like almost 50 as well. Like yeah. the, all these people are like, like 50. And he's over here just guesting on all these country songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his, Still that's get, his lane like, Picking now. up his bag. Still picking up his bag. Here you go. So. Here you go. Yeah, so those are good verses. I don't know who they're going to have next, but it's interesting. Ja, uh, Diddy is always in the comments and says he'll only do a versus against Dr. Dre, which is interesting. Jermaine Dupree was trying to get at Diddy, which I think could be a really good matchup. I think but that could actually be a really good matchup. Diddy said his arms are too short. He said he just doesn't have enough hits. I was like, God damn, you don't have to say that about JD. <laughs> like, I was like, JD is a legend. <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised that, that Diddy wouldn't want to go against Jay-Z. I feel like Jay wouldn't do it. Jay want to do uh, Jay want to do verses. She Beyonce would be like no. Yeah, Beyonce would say actually, no. Beyonce, Blue, they were both actually Blue, Blue would, would say no, no actually, for both Blue of them. Blue was the manager. <laughs> I don't even know why I'd curves. say that Beyonce yeah. would be the one. Blue would be like, mm, yeah, we're she'd not. be like, hey, like on a conference call with Swiss and uh, Timbaland. Hey, yeah, sorry, it took me a while to get back to you both. Right, but we're over here. They're on a yacht not going to be available uh, <laughs> for the rest of the year or at all. Or just this. period. But I can't we'll make them you, available. We'll see yeah. you at the next event where we'll we got you, that cute little picture where it was yeah. all of us in a one photo. We'll make sure that that does happen. Exactly. Again. She's now she'd probably really be on some like, nah, I really think versus is cute. That's a cute little thing y'all got going on mm-hmm. over there. And I uh, really hope it works out for y'all. So now it probably would be Diddy. You know, Diddy will definitely jump into a versus. He's just trying yeah. to bait Dr. Dre, which is like, absolutely. I don't see it. I don't. I feel like their songs don't match up. I I get the JD thing. Jermaine Dupri versus Diddy would be like remixes versus remixes and mm-hmm. all that. But like Dr. Dre and Diddy, I mean, not that obviously they both have so many hits, but mm, I don't. I mean, see there it. might be a lot of like production credits that we don't see. Yeah, very true. That would then very be because that's always what I really like about the verses is to see like where they were producing yeah. or collaborating on. Yeah, and who I wrote think what? we. Yeah, like, because yeah. we don't get to pay attention to those details, I think that might be what we don't see. Yeah. I would love, 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 love to see... I mean, they couldn't go against each other, but, you know, the Virginia Homer and me. I wish they could find a versus, uh, a good versus partner for Missy Elliott. Right. And then I do... I would wish, like, Pharrell would go against somebody. 
Yeah. Well, I only feel like it could be like Missy and Pharrell. No, Pharrell has too many hits. Missy has a lot of hits, but like Pharrell would be more of a like, maybe he does go against a Diddy if he did want to. Like I could understand a Diddy versus Pharrell mm-hmm. and all that because it's just like the pop hits that they've done and yeah. rap hits. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do. Look, they, we'll, they, see. we'll see what they we'll have see. going on. I do want to see if they maybe change the format and if they start having like maybe some undercards or like, mm. you know, the 10 hit wonder people, like, you know, the people yeah. who can't go 20 songs deep. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, they're out there. <laughs> so, they're out there. Yeah. Many of those. There's a lot of those. Yeah. So we'll see. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our final category is we're going to kind of expand on uh, our definitions from before. So talking about bi week because it is bisexual awareness week and, you know, It's really unfortunate that we're in 2021, about to hit 2022, which is crazy to be saying out loud. Mm -hmm. But biphobia is still like really rampant. COVID is about to be a whole toddler, (laughs) and it hasn't helped us get rid of biphobia whatsoever. Uh oh, uh oh. So we Mm -hmm. still got the mean girls within like the lesbian and gay community. Mm -hmm. The L's and the the G's, mean girls. They're Mm -hmm. just sometimes, and you know, people who just continue to think that like they can't make up their mind or they can't do this. So mm-hmm. we mentioned this fancy word of monosexism earlier. Chris, you want to take some people through some examples of what monosexism is includes sounds like so we can yeah. shut that shit down immediately. Sure. So uh did a little research on the internet mm, for on this. The Googles. Yeah. Um, and Google told me um, some examples of monosexism include saying that all people experience same or opposite sex attraction, but never both. Just, that's dumb. Um, saying that everyone is bisexual as this invalidates the experiences of those who are truly bisexual. That was one I had to like check a friend on that um, like this year. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. Y'all are yeah. standing in your house. It does, it does diminish it. it. I'm like, no, there are truly bisexual people. I feel like, like everybody thinks that's always the stepping stone into being queer. Like, no matter yeah. what your identity is, it's like, no, you started off as bi first. I mean, I, I'll say it. I, I definitely was guilty of that in like my earlier queer days. And same. Earlier. I definitely like, I was, I was like, hard uh, for bisexuality. Yeah. And Especially then, for men. Like, yeah. I would say, like, when, like, uh, you know, I had like a friend that came out. And he did ultimately come out as gay, but he initially came out as bisexual. And I was just like, okay, like, well, let me know when (laughs) this updates and everything, which is like, obviously shitty to say now, but like, you know, that's what I thought at the time Mm -hmm. and all that. Like, we really have a lot of internalized monosexism, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, Mm -hmm. Third bullet point I got here is telling people who are bisexual that they have straight privilege as members uh, bisexual communities can experience discrimination from both straight and LGBTQ plus communities. Like they really do get it shitty. Like they do. Like yeah. bisexual people from both sides. Who do you think bullies more or harder, us or the straights with this? I was just like randomly thinking about this. Honestly, I feel bad for bisexual men. Yeah. A oh lot. yeah. They like, get, no, feel, they get it the worst, but I'm they saying get it the who, worst, but do the straights bully more or do you think the queer community bullies bisexual? Honestly, like I feel like it's one of those like, like what we have listed here with like the internalized monosexism where it is like the L's and the G's because they're like, okay, you know that you're not going to be out here or you're just presenting like this or just yeah. 100% gay. Like, like what you just said where it's just like, oh, you have straight privilege. So it's like you're bisexual, but you're really only going to date men. Why yeah. even do that? Da, da, da. Like, I think 
that's it. Like, I think it is that us example. Be- just it's because definitely us. the like bisexual women uh, are probably well, no, not probably. They are accepted more by heterosexual men mm-hmm. for their um, for being bisexual. You know, even though they do accept it in a way where it's like you know Drake, oh, I'm a lesbian too. You know, kind of thing where it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, by men don't have nearly any that same acceptance when it mm-hmm. comes to heterosexual women. Like they, they'll just like straight up say like the guy is gay. So yeah, I do think that we, and we as a queer, like L's and G's will just say to both sides of them, like, no, you're green. Like we, there's no, yeah. like, there's no, in between. yeah, acceptance, wide acceptance where it's like, Oh, well it's cool if you're a girl. No, it's like, we're just like, overall mad or, or yeah. will bully. So I think that they, we do bully more than the straights. <clears throat> yeah. Because then when you look that. at like the internalized monosexism, again, I'm reading your Google research, but mm-hmm. examples that they have are like, your sexual orientation is a phase. You're just mm-hmm. going to become one or the other. Um, you're just really promiscuous. You can't maintain any like monogamy, which then puts mm-hmm. it out there because bisexuality does not mean yeah. that you're monogamous either so thing. just want to put that Ugh. there or that you're just likely to cheat or you're going to flip from you're a flip-flopper yeah flip-flopper is what you're doing and that's huge. literally how people describe it so how about this bisexual awareness week we work to decrease our biphobic tendencies mm-hmm. our monosexism if you will yeah and go within yourself look inside you know do the internal work within mm. yourself mm. To like go back over the the biphobic or monosexist things uh, mm-hmm. beliefs you had have mm-hmm. or had like you it, it may be conscious or unconscious like you know we all uh, the only way we get better is by like doing the internal work and growing from it and realizing yep. it obviously but yeah we I mean we can we can eradicate this guys like this yes, is <laughs> it's it's pretty shit like when you when I look back on any of the phobias or any of the irrational fears I had for most things, but like specifically this, like it is really dumb and it's some hurt people shit. Like where mm-hmm. it's just like, who hurt you? Did you just, you had a bad interaction? Right. Like you had a bad interaction or, or you heard someone tell you that this is how, because that was also a thing. Like, I don't think I like going back on it. I don't think I had any personally bad interactions with someone that was bisexual. I know it's mm-hmm. kind of it's it's fuzzy because of how things were in college, like you know, ten plus years ago, and like not having language around some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a very clear cut case of like feeling like I was like done wrong by someone who's bisexual. But there was a lot of like the the commu- you would hear within the community like beware because they do this and that kind of yeah. thing. So. Yeah, like when I went back to it, I was like, no, nothing really actually happened to me. It's like what I, what I was like kind of indoctrinated into and like heard. So, Mm -hmm. and all that. And and at the time it made sense and all that because I didn't understand how bisexuality works or even my queerness, like I was working through. So y'all do the internal work. Um, work. You'll, you'll probably go back and see that a lot of things are, it's dumb. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. Happy bye week for everybody. And before we go again, leaving this, make sure that you use promo code BQP to get seven days free of her premium. Um, Get all the features. It is cuffing season. 
um, meet your next mate or platonic friend on her. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. Little little commercial. All right. We have now made it to our advice segment, Am I a Bad Queer? Send your questions to badqueers at theherapp.com to be featured or DM us uh, at badqueerspod. All right. These are fun today. These are all fun. These are all. It's like fun, serious fun. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. All right. Uh, This first one is from M.A. who says, am I a bad queer if I ask a trans man for a tampon? Okay, here's the backstory. I was out with a group of friends. A few were trans men who I knew still get periods because we close like that, but not that close. <laughs> Just like funny. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got my period and asked the group if anyone had pads. And afterwards I felt bad since I asked the group as a whole. Ah, help. Um so yeah, obviously the fact that you read the through ah. this. Yeah, I I, I was gonna <laughs> it's ah is what she wrote. Um I mean, I want to know what the group's response was. Yeah, that wasn't included. Um, I would, I wouldn't think that there's a problem. Listen, I'm not the person to say like, (laughs) if there's a problem here or not. Um, But I would think that it's okay to ask anyone who uh, who you know to be a person who menstruates if they have any, any products, if you are on your period. Um, I wonder what the response was. I mean, we'll write back and see if if she can update us on this because I wonder what the response was. Like maybe, I mean, I would I would guess that it wasn't ideal because mm-hmm. you wrote us. <laughs> so it clearly like the situation, this is has happened. So mm-hmm. um, may not have gone down well. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to really answer if this is offensive or not mm-hmm. um yeah because i, I mean, would just if you know you're in a group of uh people who menstruate to ask like i don't I, and then i don't know how you asked um and so i don't i don't yeah it just depends like we're like what was the delivery like is yeah the what was the delivery of what was the makeup of how, the room how many, and i really want to know what the, the results count? were like, yeah. are you writing into us because there was a negative reaction? Yeah. Because if there yeah. was, then that kind of like shows you your answer. But overall, yeah. I mean, I feel like, again, like not, I don't want us to be all Chris scared I, of each other either. Chris and I know. Like, but yeah, I mean, I like how it was like the close, but not that close. I feel like if it was yeah. one of those things where you were close with them and you're aware other stuff and you've talked about it then sure that can be a thing. It doesn't sound like you singled anyone out. Exactly. Because exactly. I've you definitely ask asked... I've definitely asked a group whether or not like that group uh, menstruated or not. I just, a- I ask groups. I'm just like, who has, <laughs> who has the goods? I ask groups. I literally, yeah. I have literally asked groups where I'm like, look, I, who has the goods? And yeah. the people who did showed up and gave something and didn't. And if they didn't feel comfortable to do that, I would say that that's mm-hmm. what it was. I think you could probably have like those conversations with some of the, and maybe that might take your relationship to another level where it's like, yeah. hey, I want to go back and like review the time that I asked the group for yeah. a tampon or a that? pad. And I just, I'm recognizing what I did in that moment. I would like to identify with you if that's like, okay or not. Like I would never, you know, 
I wouldn't do it where it's like you're yelling at the top of your lungs to do all these things, but just like pulling to the side and be like, hey, I realize that might have been insensitive yeah. um, and all of that and kind of like address like how would that be moving forward? Because I feel like it's also like situational. I'm sure that there are yeah. some trans men who don't mind because they do have friends who know that they do menstruate. Same with anybody else who menstruates. And you just want to know, like, there are some of your friends who identify as women who menstruate and they don't want to. It's like, don't ask them. Yeah. They're not yeah. giving up their goods. Yeah. Type thing. That's like, like their hey, holy girl, grail of stuff. And it's like, no. Keep it chill. Go to the bathroom and see if there's a free one. Like, go to the bathroom yeah. and see if there's a free one. Like, yeah. those things. So I think it just depends on the person. Have that conversation if you feel uncomfortable and feel bad. And take those steps moving forward. Yeah. And that's still so unfortunate that menstruating and periods are still like that. Because it is mm-hmm. like a thing of like... I don't it's know if you were ask. in the in middle school or high school trying to like hide the fact that you were on your period when you uh-huh. went to the bathroom you and everything. So much. Or like so if you couldn't hard. go to the bathroom because your teacher was just being a dick that day and you're like, no, yeah. but ah, uh, yeah. and I can't tell you, ah, uh, yeah, go bye. Right. You can't go right now because we're in the middle of a a lesson. <laughs> it's like, well, blood is gushing, so I need to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I've you had that say happen that, before. So. I, have had I, I hope we before. get to a point that we as a society where like asking for this in, in a group of anybody is like asking for a Band-Aid, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like where it's asking just like, hey, Band-Aid. Yeah. Like it's just. Especially now with all these different. Does anybody have any, you know, menstrual, menstrual products and mm-hmm. people may or may not have it. Like, yep. or, or again, it's still just treated as like, yeah, like you need a Band-Aid. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. I hope that helps him. <laughs> like, I hope so too. I don't know. <laughs> we need let, give us an we update an actionable, though, too. But so, yes, we need more details yeah. on the questions that we had. So please Bye. write us back. Thank you. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you do know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> so, so yes. Write us back. All yeah. right. Our next one is from Cece. And Cece says, am I a bad queer? I've been with my girlfriend for about a year now. And until recently, everything felt so fulfilling, connected, and positive. We recently emerged from the honeymoon phase, which has been rough. And she says she misses how she misses how we used to be. Frequent sex, more newness, and less getting annoyed at each other for the little things we do. Yeah. I know we have to work as a team to, <laughs> to keep things going, but she seems to la- blame our lack of spark on herself. Her depression, low sex drive, and annoyance at my harmless habits. It seems like we need to put in a lot of work to maintain a healthy relationship. We have both said that we still want to be together, but nothing has changed. I'm not sure if she has the energy or will to put in her half of the work, and I am exhausting myself thinking about it all. Am I a bad queer for thinking about leaving the relationship? Am I a bad queer for staying? Much love mm. and appreciation, Cece. Mm. Ooh, Cece. What were you? What were you? What were you? I heard a little chortle. In there, what was the oh yeah emerging from the honeymoon phase, which has been rough. I was like, no, that means you're actually in a relationship for real. The honeymoon phase is (laughs) is part of a relationship, but the real (laughs) is once you get past the honeymoon phase. I don't know if that guides what you're about to say, but like, like the real relationship is what happens after the honeymoon phase. Because honeymoon phase is lust and excitement, so joy, brilliance, joy, and like fluttering. You can't maintain that at all times. Like, mm-hmm. who, who does that? I mean, there's some unicorns out there that do. There's sure. some very, some very specific unicorns. Very specific. That, they so. might literally be unicorns, like actual unicorns, actual, not like people. Actual. Yeah, like real unicorns. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I feel like 
it is it is a really hard transition to like move from the honeymoon phase into like hey we're dealing with like real life stuff mm-hmm. and it seems like there is a want to leave but then I want you to think about the fact of like whether or not you decide to leave you get in another relationship and you guys get to the point of like the honeymoon phase and mm-hmm. is it just because it's with her that you like are thinking about leaving mm-hmm. or do you think that anytime you'd finish the honeymoon phase that you would leave yeah that's a good question that's that's what it is like is it because it's her or are you willing to like do this? Like, I'm sure you're saying you're exhausting yourself thinking about it, but what are the actions that are taken to like work together? It sounds like, you know, she has some things that she's working on. I'm sure that you do too, because none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. But is it that you just don't want to put in the effort to work with her? Because if that's the case, then you should go. But if it wouldn't matter and it was, it was fine, like, with her and you'd be like you know what I still do want to put in the effort and all of that then take the time to sit down and have that conversation and understand that you know you're in that point of the relationship where you are going to have to work and you might not you know Mm -hmm. we're not always going to have high sex drives nope again unicorns do but you know like there are people but it's like you work through those harmless habits you work through the sex drive you work through talking about your feelings and stuff and supporting her through her depression and things like that. Like these are all things Mm -hmm. that, you know, you work on together. So it's really, I think deep down you have to say like, is this really what I want to do with this person? Do I want to put in this effort with this person and work with them or not? I mean, that's pretty much it. I, Mm -hmm. I will ask because sometimes when you're like working on yourself or working on the relationship too. There are things that you should personally be working on regardless Mm -hmm. of who you are in a relationship with. And you Mm -hmm. might be delaying it because you're waiting for that person to work on themselves. So that is also another thing you got to think about where it's like, what's stopping you from just putting in the work that you have to do anyways on yourself and seeing if that, may spark something in that person because it's like, well, shit, she's getting her shit together and she cares. So like, don't delay the work, internal work you're going to probably have to do anyway. Like Mm -hmm. with this relationship or probably somebody else, like you're going to run into the same thing. And I think sometimes, um, and it it works differently for, for everybody, but like, I think sometimes we get in this habit of like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change this about myself until they change this about themselves. And then you're like at this, you're like playing chicken. And then the relationship is like suffering because you both are playing chicken. And maybe they have their reasons. You have your reasons why you haven't really done the internal work. But like, it is literal internal work that you'll have to do regardless of who this person is. So Mm -hmm. don't delay the work you'll probably have to do for her or someone else if this relationship doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would try and I would try and work on myself while you're in this and while y'all are still together because as Shana said, like this is gonna come up again. You're gonna go through the honeymoon phase and it's gonna be the same things where it's like, especially if you just start living together, because a lot of friction happens when you like start living together where it's like um annoyance at harmless habits or just like 
you know, just trying to build a home together and the differences with like how y'all do things, like little things are going to be annoying. It's not the same excitement as as that honeymoon phase. So like, are you built to last past that honeymoon phase or not? And Mm -hmm. is your change tied to if that person changes too and puts in the work? Because like the work doesn't always go at the same rate or at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. you might have to jump out there and give your little 30% and it might influence your partner to be like, okay, I really need to get my shit together. Or at least you have something to say where it's like, I am, I am actively working on myself. Like I would love it if you worked on yourself too, or worked on this to kind of spur it along, but like, Mm -hmm. don't delay the work that you probably will have to do anyway. Um, And it'd be good to like, see, you know, test it with this relationship, like see what happens when you put Mm -hmm. in the work. Um, Because it's ultimately when you do the, your internal work anyway, it's going to benefit you regardless. So go ahead and do that. See how it turns out. But if that person, and yeah, it's a way to see if that person does kind of rise to the challenge and wants to be there and fixes themselves. If they don't and you're working on yourself and they don't do anything, then that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, and then you can leave and you at least can cross something off your internal list of things because <laughs> we all got lists. So I don't know. I hope that helps CC, but that honeymoon phase, that's going to happen every relationship. There's variations mm-hmm. of it, like how that, that goes. Yep. So. Absolutely. Thanks for writing in, CC. Woof. So, all right. This last one is from Anonymous, uh, who asked, am I a bad queer? Uh, So my non-binary STEM girlfriend, who I have been happily dating for six months, told me literally today they want to deepen their voice. And I'm like, yes, yes, I support you always. But in some ways, I feel like, ah, why? I love your voice the way it is now. I didn't want to pull an Alice from the L word where her girlfriend came out as Polly. She made it about her. It's just like, am I transphobic or really bad queer? Anonymous. Uh, I want to say you're transphobic. Uh, um, uh, and uh, I want to say you're a bad queer, but you are making it about yourself. A bit, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a given. Like, yeah, you yeah. are kind of Alicing you, it. Yeah. You are Alicing this. And the fact that you pointed it out in such a very specific you knew it. example you knew means it. that you know that you were you Alicing you were. this a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. I'm sorry, I'm hijacking this first. But no, go ahead. Like, no, it is. Like, it's, it's that, like, it is cute, but it's, it's just cute like, that you're like, oh, but I love their voice. And it's like, oh, but this is a part of their identity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. have to be here for their identity. And you don't know. You yeah. would like that voice more. You may love the voice, the new voice more. Like you really you know? might. Like you got to see how it plays out, but it, it's just a voice. <laughs> like, it's, it's a voice and it's, it's based voice. off of like them feeling better about themselves. Yeah. So. Are you dating them for their voice only? Or right. <laughs> so Question. if that's a no, then, then yeah. 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 But you are making this about yourself. I don't think you're transphobic or really bad queer you're, but no, you are just, being selfish just being a little <laughs> selfish you are being selfish <laughs> that's like the other category of bad queer that it really you're like falls am into. i a bad it's queer like, or am i selfish you're just selfish <laughs> <laughs> you're being selfish yeah that like, is true that is like goes. the balance of some of these questions that really come is. in where they're like am i a bad queer it's like no it's actually really selfish no, just selfish wow. <laughs> damn i'm so glad that we just came to that conclusion we I did we did live and in person yeah <laughs> live found it out you're just selfish <laughs> and that's not a bad thing we're all selfish but like I 
yeah, just recognize you're being selfish here. Like, just see how this goes. Like, you might love this voice. So, mm. hope that helps. Hope that helps. <laughs> Thanks hope for writing helps. in. <laughs> that is our the end of our whatever. Like when we're reading, it, it's like hope it helps. So <laughs> it's in another way. I feel like a, a doctor awesome in the fifties or sixties that are like smoking in the in the, right. the room and be like, well, hope that helps. <laughs> Take this pill. Uh, all right, that is our advice segment. Am I a bad queer? Send your questions to badqueers at her to be featured, or DM us at badqueerspod. All right. What type of backwards will we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? And I'll go ahead and get started and basically state, I think I've said something similar to this, but I don't think I have blatantly come out and said this. Come out. So clearly. So I'm going to come out and say this, that I absolutely hate, hate the phrase. Just makes me cringe every time I read it. I hate the phrase somebody's daughter. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, especially like when I see the memes that are like me, somebody's daughter. Yeah. Me, I'm just trying to lay up in this bed with somebody's daughter. And I'm just like, ah, stop. It does sound like kind of cringy now. Stop. <laughs> At first and it was I very funny. But... At first it was like, ooh, I'm with somebody's daughter. And it's just like, yeah. I don't. It is stale now. It, it is just, pretty stale. I just, can we let it go? Nobody, I know that they do somebody's son too. First of all, somebody's son doesn't roll off the tongue as well as somebody's daughter does. But mm-hmm. that's the only positive, you know, uh, review I'm going to give it. Yeah. That's the only one. I just hate the phrase. And I'm just like, when it first came out, especially, oh my gosh, when I worked at her and it started showing up in the her community all the mm. time, it drove me crazy. I was just like, mm. no, please don't make this a thing. We are better than this. Yeah. And it continued. People be like, I just want to lay up with somebody's daughter. I want somebody's yeah. daughter to come over here and tongue emoji. And I want to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, y'all are centering the parents. <laughs> no, stop it. And that is literally as simple as my bad queer opinion is today is that I hate that phrase. It is stupid and it needs to go away. Oh, well, that's good. I think it is on its way out. I do think I hope it so. is. You know, some things catch fire, it has a run, stage left. then they go away and all that. There's a lot of little phrases that like will be so cool for a little bit and then it it gets played out so, so quickly. So mm-hmm. quickly. There was actually, actually I have this tweet. Um, that I liked about the word woke. I'm going to read it to y'all right now. This isn't my back queer opinion, but I thought it was true. Um, this is by Leslie Streeter, who tweeted this, but said woke was a term developed within the African-American community as a reminder to be aware and prepared. It was stolen to be directed at white people suspected of virtue, virtue signaling as a way to disarm its power and pervert it. Uh, using it as a pejorative tells on yourself. And I like feel that way. Like I hate the word woke, but then I was like, I hate it because of how it, it's Mm -hmm. just been distorted so bad. Like it's not a bad thing. That's what's happened with like, um, understand the assignment. Yes. Understand the assignment. I was just thinking of that Um, when you were saying that understand the assignment is getting annoying. That where it's like like, on the face of it, these are good. Like I I thought these things are clever. Somebody's daughter was a little like, okay, like it was, eh, I didn't really love it. I did like understand, understood or understand the assignment. Again, woke, it's, it's good to be woke, but now it's such like, it's almost like a slur. Oh, she's woke. Like, like it's like a slur now, but that's uh, why they wanted it to uh, be that way and all that. And that kind of sucks. Another person who's out here being woke again. And you're like, no, this used to actually be a positive thing. Like, yeah. And it, and it actually is. It's like, yeah, be woke, but also go to sleep, but also it's okay to be woke. Like, it's okay. You should want to be woke. It's just like, (laughs) 
we've overused the fuck out of it and distorted yeah. it and misused it where it's like it's a mm-hmm. joke now like which sucks um but yeah. anyhow i i get it yeah i do think it's on its way out though the uh somebody's daughter i don't see it as much now but they whew, they wore that it out still pops up and i'm they just wore like, that out yeah. yeah 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 mm-hmm. what's your opinion uh, Raven Simone. This headline about yes. Raven Simone yeah. <laughs> saying yes. no to her character Thank being you. a lesbian on Raven's home. Uh, my bad. Queer opinion is I'm okay with Raven Simone saying this. Um, I don't think she's required to play a queer character now that she's out. Um, Raven's character wasn't queer before. In the article, Mm -hmm. she did say that um, she said no boyfriends. (laughs) So like, you know, it's not like she'll, she's, uh, 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 will have boyfriends in the series. I don't watch Raven's Home. And actually, Mm -hmm. I didn't really watch that so Raven like that. That was, it was in my time, but I felt a little, I was like, it was like, yeah, I just had missed it and all that. Um, but it was I huge. Loved it. Everybody loved that. Yeah. So that so Raven. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought also like it's one of those like I want to say it's an empty gesture, but it's one of those like not necessary things that mm-hmm. they like to ask that. Like I I I'm sure the the production studio or you know the writers were like, oh, like would you like your character to be a lesbian because. You know, <laughs> you know, they look at the like, like you know, uh, you, uh, cause you, uh, you know, you, uh, and it's like, no, that's not what we're looking for. Like in terms of like visibility, like it, it, you can have, you could create just a queer character that didn't exist before or, or something else. Or you don't have to like think that this is the way that, uh, it kind of gets things across the finish line in terms of visibility. Like it's okay that, her character is stays heterosexual because that's what she was before. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a big deal um, with her saying no but, to it. But I hated how they kind of used this. I mean, straight but people did use you, this. But did you think it was a big deal when, did you see the video about her and her girlfriend talking about baby hairs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The braid one that actually bothered me more because it was it was really just a throwaway. Well, it was a Raven thought it was a throwaway comment, but she was saying like her wife was saying, oh, like my sister said that they'll accuse me of cultural appropriation for wearing braids. Um, And her braids weren't like, you know, like box braids or anything or like cornrows. It was just like it. Her hair was just literally braided, but she had baby hairs. And then they were like talking and like Raven had mentioned like, it's fine. You're married to a black woman. You're fine. And I was like, uh, cause you know, Raven said some like questionable some things before things. and everything. And I yes. always remember, um, I don't know who's saying this was, but it always sticks with me. Any, any person, um, that is alive and famous longer than they're like not famous and not a normal person just doesn't have a good perspective. <laughs> So mm-hmm. Raven has been on TV since she was a kid. So mm-hmm. like Raven will say these things and I'll be like, ah, yes, child, child star, <laughs> and, you know, or just, or a celebrity That's where a they're lens. just out of touch. Like That's a good has no idea because like even her saying that. So I'm like, you know, th- that not only is that dumb, like whether you're a celebrity or not, but if you're in an interracial 
relationship just because they're married to you and let's say you're black or something in Raven's case like doesn't excuse like appropriation or anything like that's not a cover because they married mm-hmm. a black person that doesn't give you mm-hmm. cover or anything like that like that's not how it works like I didn't see anybody really making a big deal out of the braids maybe they were um but like for future reference like yeah like nah that's not a cover because you're black Raven that your wife can appropriate culture or do anything that's like racist or something like that doesn't Mm -hmm. make, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah. So I was actually more like annoyed at that. But again, Raven is one of those things where it's just like, Raven is a fucking legend. She has been long, you know, famous longer than she's not been famous. Like she's just Mm -hmm. been famous all her life. So like, her world and her perspective is not ours. Like Raven is not the run of a mill, you know, black queer person out here, like working class or working poor. Like she is, yeah. Raven Simone, like child star, all that, like adult legend, actress, like all the things. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, no, no big deal on that character thing. I was just like, "Mm, okay. I mean, I knew that the straights would definitely be like, see, <laughs> Somebody said no, thank God. Like they I saw them propping this up. Um, look at them trying to force this. And it's like, mm, no. It's like relax. <laughs> relax. relax. Okay. Y'all gotta like, calm down. All right. Where's your kid? Um right. so yeah, I didn't have a problem with that though. So that there was my back queer opinion. Well, thank you. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up the show as we've kept you long enough and give you some shout outs. Uh so my shout out this week goes to the Chromat by Tourmaline. Uh, future forward bodywear design for uh-huh. Grow Map Babe that embraces collective opulence celebrating kindred or cock. Mm. Mm-hmm. The swimmer mm-hmm. is for girls who don't tuck, trans femmes, non-binary, and trans mass people who pack intersex babes, women, men, and everyone embracing cock with the hashtag to wrap up this movement. Hashtag because bulges belong at the beach. Here, here. These suits and the photos and the walks and the people that they got involved with this whole campaign is incredible. So go ahead and follow all of that. Follow at Chromat, follow at Tourmaline, um, follow all of them and support Cock. Support Cock. Mm -hmm. Here we go. All right. Uh, My shout out is to Rainbow Railroad. Uh, which is a global nonprofit that helps LGBTQ plus folks uh, escape state-sponsored violence. Um, there's over 70 countries that still outlaw same-sex relationships. Um, so uh, Rainbow Railroad, where you could donate or volunteer, helps get these people out of um, areas where there are, you know, state-sponsored violence. Um, I just learned about it with uh, everything recently going on in Afghanistan. Um, and, you know, the Taliban taking over, which is not great news for the queer folks there at all. So um, mm-hmm. if you can donate and see what you can, check out Rainbow Railroad uh, to help the folks that do live in areas uh, globally uh, get out of their terrible situations. So, Great yeah. shout. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And as always, we will see you next week. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by the Her app, the largest LGBTQ plus dating and community app for women, trans and non-binary folks. Be sure to download the app in the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our amazing soundtrack and Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. Oh.